This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I want to give a shout out to my neighbor, Ryan, and the, uh, the Bengals' den. Remember Ryan? We had him on the air last year. He was all pumped up for the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. He was the one Bengals super fan we knew. Yeah, his wife was pregnant, and there was a chance he was going to go into labor during the Super Bowl, so uh-huh. that was a stressful situation. Uh, well, I was texting back and forth with him yesterday. Did you watch that crazy Bengals game? No, I missed it. <laughs> Who were it, they playing? It was wild. The Steelers. Bengals' heavy favorites. Uh... Uh, extra point got blocked with like no time left mm. to send the game into overtime. Mm. Bengals should have got the extra point, but the Steelers were able to block it. And then again, another field goal was missed by the Bengals in <laughs> overtime. And the Steelers ended up winning the game nice. with seconds left. Anyways, Ryan, just never I, was, know. I was thinking of you and your Bengals den fans. <laughs> You never know. That first week is a tough yeah, one, right? It's crazy. Like that must be the wildest for any fantasy team or or anything. Well, I'm in a survivor pool. And so how's that work again? Every week you have to pick one team that is going to win that week, but you can only pick each team once. Uh huh. So I went with the Ravens. I can't pick the Ravens again, but I'm still in the pool. Mm-hmm. Half of the, uh, I think there's like three thousand guys in this pool. And half of them got eliminated yesterday. Oh, already? Because a tie counts as a loss as well. So you had Indy, who uh, who tied Houston. Yeah. You know, uh, that was a big, uh, big deal for anyone still in the pool. And then the Bengals, that was a big one. Big upset, yeah. And uh, it... Even the Browns won. And the Browns won. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? <laughs> and I, I do have a buddy who, who went with the Bengals, and he lost, and the guy who's running the pool sent him a message. He's like, was that money well spent? <laughs> <laughs> Worth it? Week one. You don't get cute in week one. Yeah. You know, get a couple weeks in and see how the guys are playing and then start figuring out when you want to really take a gamble on a team. I had a pretty big, big win that I bet on. Not NFL, but the UFC fights. There was the Nate Diaz fight. Oh, yeah. Versus Tony Ferguson. He just like, Tony stepped up last minute. Uh, other guy didn't make weight, but uh, I put down the biggest bet ever. 100 bucks. On who? Diaz? Nate Diaz. Anyone paid two twenty five. So I put fifty down, my girlfriend put fifty down, and we were like, Man, if that's a lot of money for us, like we were so into this fight, it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you think you're getting into a football game. Wait till there's two guys pummeling each other. Uh, Sarah's screaming. She Kill was, him! dude. She was more into it than I was. Her, she was all Make sweaty. Him bleed. <laughs> She's like, I'm sweating. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? Is that gonna go towards the wedding? Is that wedding fund? We're gonna let it ride, baby. Oh We're, no. Let it go to the here's, honeymoon. Here's the problem. <laughs> we got the itch now. Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock? Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here, and we're talking baseball, Dev. We're talking baseball because I have been following uh, like a hawk uh, St. Louis Cardinals games as of late because Albert Pujols is getting closer and closer to 700 career home runs. He hit his 697th the other day. He passed Alex Rodriguez for fourth all-time, and it's three home runs, which is both attainable and 
might be a stretch based on the fact he's now 42 years old, almost exclusively uh, hits against left-handed pitching. So his opportunities to hit home runs is diminished, and he's been on a bit of a heater as of late, and that's at some point going to have to come to an end. What I want, though, is for Albert Pujols not to do what Wayne Gretzky did. Gretzky retired at 894 goals. I don't want Albert to end at like 699. Like if you end at 699 the season, don't you have to come back next season? So he's talking about retiring. He's not. I'm. Well, he's. Oh, well, he's already said he's going to retire. I'm telling Albert, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. You got to <laughs> have some. Devin Peacock has OCD. You can't retire. It'll drive him crazy. Imagine though, crazy. if he goes back for another season and he's so over the hill he can't even get that one or two <laughs> last home runs. That would be the saddest thing. That what would if, be sad. What if they take away some of his home runs because he plays so bad next year? Oh, he hits it backwards. <laughs> minus one home run. <laughs> uh, Blue Jays looking good against uh, the, the Rangers on the weekend. Unfortunately, they didn't get the sweep, but yeah, they were looking great on Saturday. They were looking good. They were looking really good. I mean, they could almost not lose in a sense over the weekend because the Yankees and Rays were playing each other, so you want those two teams just to, you know, kind of bash themselves in. Uh, but the Blue Jays playing really, really good baseball right now, and they've set themselves up uh, for a five-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. And so it's not often you have a five-game series in the majors, but they're going to have one uh, this week. And this one is obviously crucial because it's Toronto, it's Tampa Bay, who are both chasing New York for the AL East lead, but also for positioning in the wild card. So if you are the uh, Blue Jays, you are treating this upcoming week like it's the playoffs. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Congratulations to Pierre Polyev. He's the new leader of the Conservative Party. Got confirmed, voted in over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Pepe. Um, let's switch over to the Party Quebecois. This is an interesting story. Yeah, there is a uh, PQ candidate uh, named Andrienne Fiola. She's been running for some sort of seat in, in Quebec. And her face is everywhere on these signs all around Quebec. Uh, turns out she got busted. I don't know if busted is the right term, but it was revealed that she was in some sort of explicit adult pornographies that were on Pornhub and some other porno- pornographies. Pornographies. Pornographic films, uh-huh. and the thing is, she was wearing a mask during these films, but she was busted because she has an identifiable tattoo on her bicep. Uh-oh. So she got called out, hey, is this you? And she admitted, yes, several months ago, I participated in the production of an explicit digital content that was broadcast on several adult platforms. These actions were done without showing my face in order to preserve my anonymity, although I fully uh, assume my actions and choices, the content was removed at my request. So you can't find it anymore and it's taken off those websites but she did participate in these uh in these videos she's but uh, didn't cover up the tattoo that's uh yeah that's a, a rookie rookie mistake i'd say yeah and it, there's a weird thing going on where people other other candidates are criticizing her for being in these adult movies but now they're getting shamed for shaming her and saying she can do whatever she wants, which she can. Yeah. But she's also been uh, into politics and like she's been a well-known politician in that area since she was 16 years old. So if you want a life as a politician, I think you got to know that that turns people off. 
Some it turns on, but uh, some people it turns off when you, when well, you participate we'll, we'll in stuff We'll see what like happens that. when they go to the <laughs> polls. You never know, really. Yeah, like this could this could be the biggest. Look, we're in Ontario. We're talking about it. Yeah, name recognition is huge, and they always say, who would you want to have a beer with? You want to have a beer with that person, maybe? She's got some stories for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's just the whole, whatever, be in the adult film, do whatever you want to do. But the fact that she didn't think to cover up her tattoo. That's that's what you're judging. That's what I, well, you know, she's, yeah, she's making decisions. You got to, you got to think, you got to be two steps ahead uh-huh. of the, uh, the competition here. True. Yeah. You, you wear the mask. <laughs> Put an armband over the tattoo. You forgot the tattoo. Whoopsie. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. First weekend of the NFL regular season Devin Peacock our sports guy is going to be joining us to talk football at 6:30 a lot to get to but i saw this headline in these pictures and oh my god imagine coming out of a football game your team won but some idiot didn't turn his grill off after tailgating and destroyed eight cars <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, buddy, that sucks. Outside the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, a uh, Dolphins tailgater accidentally left his grill on during the game, and his car erupted in flames, spread to eight different cars before they got it under control. (sighs) You can see there's pictures of people in the stadium. Uh, obviously, they were talking to each other, saying, what's that big cloud of smoke? So they started taking pictures from in the stadium. And then this is what some people found when they came out. Just absolutely oh, man. gutted by fire. A whole string of them. whole oh, stretch of the, uh, the that, parking that looks lot. like a monster truck just drove over a strip of cars. <laughs> you know, it's like leaves a path of destruction. Yeah, looks like the apocalypse a little bit, except for this one truck. So, how do you feel being the one guy who can get in his truck and just drive away next to all those burnt out cars? <laughs> like, Pretty thankful. Thank God, yeah. The, the, the upholstery's a little melted on the inside just from the heat, but... It's tough. You get excited. It's your first week back to tailgating. You just gotta you gotta put a checklist on paper or something. Yeah. Before you go into the game, turn off the grill should be at the top of that list. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Was in transit on the weekend. Hmm. They're not in any rush to get the old gal into the ground, are they? <laughs> really milking this. Yeah, the state funeral for Her Majesty the Queen will take place at Westminster Abbey on Monday, a week from today, the 19th of September at 11 a.m. The Queen will be lying in state at Westminster Hall for four days so uh, people can... Uh, give their respects and were you watching any of the coverage as the queen's body left uh balmoral castle uh, on its way to edinburgh in scotland jim no they had the what the helicopter following it the whole way like an oj simpson chase oh yeah (laughs) the entire time the news channels just had this and i i don't know what the uh the see-through hearses are doing when a dignitary isn't dead, but you got to think that that's a real niche market. So there was a see-through one, a glass-top hearse? 
yeah, it was like uh, you could see the the casket it was closed. Yeah, <laughs> it was covered in a uh, a Scottish flag, huh. but you could see that the Queen was in there as it wow. made it made its way along the countryside, and then it would get into a small town, and you'd see people lining the streets crying. But all I could think about when I was watching it was. Uh, <laughs> Aunt Edna from National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> Remember uh, what they did with Aunt Edna? Didn't they just stuff her in the trunk or something? They or put her on it? the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Driving Aunt Edna back home after uh, her untimely passing. Uh, this is interesting. Did you know that the royal bees were alerted on the weekend Pardon that the me? queen had died? There are uh, there are bees that uh, are a part of the one of the properties, I guess uh, the uh, royal family has. Okay, here. so just like they'd have royal horses or something like that. Yeah, these are have... these are the royal bees, and on the weekend, this is tradition. The royal beekeeper visited the hives to tell the bees <laughs> in hushed tones. That Elizabeth had passed on and King Charles is their new master. Place black bows on the hives and ask the bees to be good for their new boss. Oh no, not Charles. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) There's superstition that if you don't do this, the bees could leave and stop producing honey. Royal beekeeper John Chapel says, you knock on each hive and you say, the mistress is dead, but don't you go. Your master will be a good master to you. Oh my goodness. It's tradition, you know? Yeah, I wonder how old some of these... Deep in tradition. Some of them could be cleaned up a little. <laughs> I, I don't know who's in a worse position after the, queen, uh, the queen's death than her corgis. Her little, you always saw her with her corgi dogs. It was yeah, pretty famous. cute. Yeah, to see how the queen loved those things and mm-hmm. they loved her. Well, uh, we now know where the corgis are going. Where's that? Old Jeffy Epstein's buddy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Prince Andrew's getting them. No! <laughs> yeah. Why? That guy cannot be held responsible or cannot be allowed to be responsible for these cute animals. This guy is the last guy. I know. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Prince Andrew is going to uh, be looking after the Queen's corgis. What? Will, step up. <laughs> you got the kids. Which has the, the bees feeling pretty good about their situation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse, fellas. <laughs> All right, we'll take Charles. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim hadn't seen the video of Prince Charles' spaz attack while he was signing his king document the other day. (laughs) I just watched it. Spaz attack, a little strong. And it's funny because all the headlines are like, King Charles furiously gestures away the inks. Well, uh, King Charles upset. It was pretty. He like certainly wanted it out of there, but furiously... Or aggressively, I don't think he was pretty angry. <laughs> there is the the pieces of paper they had him signing were too big for the desk. Number one, yeah. What are what are these novelty papers? And the uh, 
uh, the, the too many pens. Why did he have eight? I guess if you run out of, that's why. Don't you, you hate it. when you have that bick and it's not working? You know, so just leaving lines on the paper with no ink. But you, it's funny. You got to go with the fancy calligraphy yeah. pen, I guess. When you sign the king document, yeah. you can't use the bick. Well, I think this is one of those things. It's each level of royalty, each level of the hierarchy you make it up to, the higher the scrutiny gets. So now he's king. So now, like he was already under the spotlight, but he now it's getting twice the as much. He muttered the under his <laughs> there breath. There is no way. Watch it closely, Jimmy. He, he the pens are in his way, and he looks over at his aide or his his servant, his peasant, hmm. and he says, "Get these." If you read his lips, no, he says, he "Get didn't. these effing things out of here." And then under his mouth, he mutters, "Effer." Did that, he really? That effer. Wait, looking closely, he also said, someone's getting beheaded today. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing here. <laughs> Post it on the Taz and Jim Facebook okay. page, and we'll get uh, we'll get the response of the listeners. I think it's a little glimpse into his true personality. Okay. I, I think he's an impatient man. <laughs> Just, he's got things to do. It was a good test. Whoever put those pens there, kudos to you. Uh, I see. This was a this was a, a test, yeah, big time. Let's see how he handles the smallest inconvenience. He always freaks out when you put too many pens on the desk. Let's get him to do it in front of the cameras. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.